They're not expecting everyone to buy fries with that. They're expecting maybe 10% of people to buy fries with that, right? That's a really good example of, and that's number, um, average numbers of items per transaction, right? Today's episode is sponsored by WinTheHourWinTheDay.com, where we help you stop working so hard. Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey friends, I have just added a whole bunch of insane bonuses to our winner's circle. We are launching the winner's circle, which will just allow you to get all your ideas to execution, get you out of the trappings of admin, and really just build a business that supports your life instead of consuming it. So check out our winner's circle in the show notes. You don't want to miss out. I'm not kidding. You don't want to miss out. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Win the Hour, Win the Day podcast. I am your host, Chris Ward. And today we have Heather Cameron in the house. All right, Heather is a really a getting business strategist and business coach, and she is really passionate about getting business. Now, I'm not even going to tell you what we're going to dive into because at first glance, it kind of doesn't sound so interesting, but it really is. All right. It really is. Okay. So bear with me because I kind of put her through the ringer on this one. I'm like, "Mm, let's see how this goes, Heather. Okay. Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. And let's try and make this interest. (laughs) Okay. So it is interesting. Heather's going to talk to us about the, the seven key accelerators for, you know, growing your business. Now, is it okay if I skim over them really quickly, Heather? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So what you're talking about here, the seven key accelerators for growing your business is traffic leads, conversions, average price, average, average number per items, frequency and retention. Correct. Correct. Okay. So at a glance, that seems heavy handed, but I do think like when you're an entrepreneur and like, oh, head down, just trying to get through the day, go, go, go. Right. I think what happens is when you say those out loud, I'm like, oh, of course we know that traffic is everything leads. Okay. And then conversions. We know that we know that we've read the books. We know that, but I think it gets lost in the shuffle and swept under the carpet a lot. And so then you'd sort of go where we, you know, you can't improve what you don't measure. And I'm ashamed to tell you, Heather, because for many years when my business was new, you're just so desperate to get new sales that all you think about is like, okay, I need to get new sales, but you don't break down. What are your sales conversions or anything? You're just hungry for the kill. So you go leave the cave, go running into the wild, just throwing (laughs) your arrows at anything. And, you know, it took me a long time to be keeping track of this and seeing where this goes for us. So shame on me, but I can't be the only one, right? No, you're not the only one. So let's talk about it. Let's where, where do we go wrong? Well, and the beauty of one of the things we go wrong is we get so much pressure on, we want to double our income. We want to triple our income. You know, you hear a lot, six times your income, seven times your income, but what does that actually mean? That's a big number. And the beauty of these numbers, when you start to track them, you don't need to track them in like a heavy handed way. 
you can track them in a light way, but the beauty is that you only need to tweak each one by 10 to 15% to double your income. Okay. That's a lot ah, to manage. I see. Okay. Okay. And, oh. Right. And okay. Hold on here. Hold on. I'm going to interrupt you a lot because you're really talking about math, which in my brain, when you, it's like they, I don't know, there's an open window and they just let the breeze go in and out of that side of the brain that has math. So I think you're right. I, I, as bad as I am at math, I think we just always hear those numbers about growing our business, doubling our income, and we don't break down how to do that. So it's not this big, crazy beast. If we just tweak every little number. If we tweak every little number between 10 and 15%, you'll double your income in a year if you tweak them a little more. And so when you think about it, and one of the best examples, of this is McDonald's. Would you like fries with that? Right. They're not expecting everyone to buy fries with that. They're expecting maybe 10% of people to buy fries with that, right? That's a really right. good example of, and that's number, um, average numbers of items per transaction, right? So they're trying to get you to buy right. one more item with that transaction. That's what with fries like that is all about. And so they're not aiming to get every single person to buy fries, just a small percentage of them. Okay. So for us though, where a lot of us have services, not so much with, you yep. know, a suite of products that would, would we look at that? Like our value ladder, we have different entry points into our processes. It could like be a sell. value ladder, or it could be that that's just one of the ones that you don't put as much emphasis on. Right. So it's really figuring out which one it, it is that you want. So if you start with the first one traffic, how do you bring in, how do you make 10% uh, okay. of people more aware of what you do? Okay. Right? So for example, right. even with an example of a podcast, if you have a podcast and you have a thousand listeners, let's say, how do you get an extra 10%, an extra hundred mm -hmm. listeners, right? That's a lot okay. easier to get your mind wrapped around. How do you bring in a hundred listeners and how do you bring in double your listening audience, right? Okay. I'm already excited about this. Okay. That does, that is far more digestible right? It really is. It's kind of like, I always compare everything to weight loss because everybody's always wanted to lose five pounds at some point in their life. So that's kind of like saying, you know what, what I say, I have a relative right now and going through a little bit of a transformation, he's trying to lose weight. And so I keep telling him, you know, you just tweak it. So we got him from potato chips to popcorn now to air popcorn. And all of a sudden the calories, we didn't say go from here to eating kale chips. Right. Exactly. So all of a sudden he's like, Oh my gosh, I love this air popcorn. And we it took us two or three steps to get there, but it's like a whole bunch of calories he's saving. So mm -hmm. it's really just tweaking all these things. It's tweaking them all. And it's oh, so okay. to do if you take, so you're looking at seven things that you want to tweak and you might okay. not be able to tweak all of them. Right. Right. Okay. And that's what you have to kind of, for, for people who have something that's a set price, maybe they can't add, so they can't tweak that one. So you do the other ones a little bit more, but it's still focused down on seven key things. Okay. You're not trying to double anything. You're just trying to tweak things in each part of your customer journey. Right. Okay. Whatever term you use for that, your ladder. So, you ladder. yeah. So value letter, I, I'm sure you guys know, but I'll pass it out long. Anyway, just different entry points. Like for us, we now started a masterclass. It's, uh, you know, it's about a third of the price of if you're doing one-on-one -on -one with us and then there's one-on-one -on -one, and then there's what we have groups with two or three people, but the masterclass is bigger. So there's different entry points that you can work with us in the value ladder of how much access and how much money costs or investment, not cost investment. But so can I ask you this, Heather? So I do have a little spreadsheet where I'll say, okay, here's who I met. And, you know, we, we had what a sales call and did they convert now should, so that's just leads going into conversions. That's should I be keeping track of other things on this as well? Or am I getting ahead of myself? No, you should. I mean, one definitely keeping track of all of them. So if you're keeping traffic track of traffic, 
right? And depending, you might be looking at traffic at different sources, right? So how many people are landing on your website? Um, if mm. you're using social media, how many people are interacting? Traffic can be a little bit different per source, but you okay, can- Okay, we do that. Keep- we do keep track of interactions on social media. We have a stats meeting every week. Right. So we do keep track of the podcast. We do keep track of social media. So this is really important what you just said. Forgive me for interrupting. I want to unpack this. I was thinking now I was very tunneled vision on the sales, but traffic is traffic. So don't just think, okay, I was thinking traffic on a sales meeting. How many sales meetings did I have this? No, it's traffic for everything. Right. Yeah. Okay. So if you can bring in 10% more in all of your traffic sources, right? Okay. That is yeah. going to ripple through all your numbers. So that would be the first one to look at. Right? Okay. And, you know, there are so many ways to increase your traffic when you think about it strategically and doing something just 10% more is not as difficult as trying to double your traffic, right? right. So traffic would be the first one. And then leads is really when does somebody become a lead? And that's a definition that you would have per traffic. So when somebody's on your podcast and listen to your podcast, when did they become a lead? When did they become a prospect? Um, what's that point that you measure? And then how can you increase that by 10%? So do I measure that or do I know, like I will put, let's say I did have a sales call with them and I would say, okay, uh, Heather, I would say, okay, I met her as a, I was hosting a podcast or I was guesting in a po- podcast. So I'm not sure if I'm, I guess I'm measuring that, but I'm not keeping track of that at the end of the month. Like maybe I should be looking at, I do have a spreadsheet and it's there, but maybe I should be tallying it up. But if you're a guest on a podcast, do you give them an invitation to download a freebie? Let's say, do you have yes. like an opt-in? So then that yeah. could be your measurement of a lead. Anybody who opt-in is now becomes a lead. Okay. So I, all right. I'm still getting stuck on the sales call. So what we're saying is this is everything. We're increasing everything, which we do. We're always looking at, we're looking at our conversions and our stats meeting every week. Okay. What are opt-ins? What have we increased on that? Have we increased on this? We're constantly looking at increasing, but I think what happens is when we start talking about money, maybe it's just me. When we start talking about doubling your income, I go right to sales. I think, okay, here's the sales meeting. Here's what we're doing. And then that is, that's just the outcome or one aspect of a much bigger, bigger food chain kind of deal. Exactly. And that's exactly it. It's the chain of how you move somebody through oh, okay. the customer journey, right? So right. If, you're, if you're just focusing on doubling your income and closing more sales calls, well, really you have to book more sales calls. Right. To book more sales calls, you need more leads. And to get more leads, you need more traffic. Right. right. And okay. so if you focus on really doubling your conversions on your sales cards, that's a lot of pressure on just that one part of your system, which can get in your mind. It can really stall an entrepreneur. They can get in their heads. Um, I have clients though, who one of their problems is, is they're great at converting, right? They, they actually convert their sales calls at like 80%, but they don't have enough people coming into the calls. Mm. So they can work as hard as they can to make better at converting calls, but they really need to increase their traffic. They really need to focus on growing their traffic, which would then ripple through the system that they have. Right. And I think if you spell it out, we all know, or we know it. Sometimes I like to say, I forgot I knew that. So we know that traffic is important. And we know that because, oh, if I can get in front of more people, we know that. But I do think it gets, once you, because you've had to redirect me at least four times already, because once you get into the sales headspace, we're very limited and narrow focused, or maybe it's just me. I don't know. I can't be the only one. So you get very limited and narrow focus on the sale and you see that as a beginning, middle and end. And that's just one component, almost like a a widget going through a great big factory coming out the other end. There's many things that happen to that widget through the process. Exactly. And if you only focus on the sales, closing the sales, you're putting, you're doing a lot of work on only one part of the system, less work on all parts of the system. 
Okay. Right? And All some right. of it can be really simple. So let's say, for example, somebody, one of your, your listeners is using an opt-in page. This is a big one. People who go to your opt-in page for a free offer. So they come from you being a guest on a podcast and they go to your opt-in page. They're already engaged, right? So that particular page should convert at a high number. If it's right. not, then what little tweaks can you do to increase that number? Right. right? And so simple right. things like that, asking yourself those questions about each part of your chain is how you're going to exponentially grow your business, not just focusing on one part, which is what a lot of people do. Some people only focus on traffic, right? I get more traffic. I got to get more traffic. And then mm. people come in and they just fall off the, the wagon because they're not focusing on getting them to convert to actual either sales calls or however they sell their product or service. So gotcha. I think you're, you are like most of us, we focus on one thing, but we all choose different parts to focus on. And we get lost in it. Yeah. yeah. And often it's either the one we're the best at or the one we're the most, we want to become the best at, right? So, mm, Okay, okay, okay. All right. So then we go to average price and average, it, are, are these paired together? Average price, average number of items? They can be different. So average price means, are you charging enough for your products and services? Mm. A lot of service-based people don't charge enough. So how can you increase your price by 10%? Is it making mm -hmm. sense? Are you still going to be, what do you need to add to it? I mean, you just gave a great example. Let's say um, your new mastermind, if six months from now or eight months from now, you want to increase it by 10%, do you need to add some value to it? What, what does that look like? So how can you increase your price by 10%? Okay. Um, and the average transaction is the number of items people buy in the same transaction. So okay. even with your mastermind, maybe you offer your mastermind and you offer the, some people a VIP option. Right. So you're not expecting everybody to buy the VIP option. Mm, right. If okay. The VIP option is one out of 10 buys them. You've increased the amount of transactions by 10%, the amount of items in the cart. Right. So a VIP yeah. option is a great way if you're selling online services or any type of services, having your main product or service, whether it's a program or whatever you're doing, and then add a VIP option. You're not right. trying to get everybody to buy the VIP option. You really only need right. one in 10 people to buy the VIP. Right. Okay. So for us, I threw a lot of bonuses in that I still could have because it's new, the masterclass. So there are bonuses because it's new that we won't have six months from now. So either six months from now, those could be VIP options, or I could still have those bonuses and then up it for a VIP option. Exactly. Okay. Right. And, and I know that, you know what, you know, sometimes, you know, stuff you're like, ah, oh, I buy the VIP options in other places. I know that, but you forget when it's you, you're like, oh, <laughs> yes, yes. I have a, a mentor that I work with. Um, she, when she does like a, a free challenge or she does anything like that, she always offers a VIP option. It's amazing yeah. how many people buy the VIP option. So even on like a $27 product, she will offer a VIP option. And people will buy the VIP option. And all she's doing is putting more things in the cart. And when right. we're service-based, we think we can't do that, but we absolutely can do it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes her VIP options are so smartly, they're not even her doing the work. She pays somebody else to do the work for that like VIP option, right? So right. if you were gonna, you know, if you were gonna teach somebody how to do a podcast, you could have a VIP option where they work, they get a special session with your podcast manager, right? Right. You can do things like that. So just adding a VIP option puts another item in the basket. And if you sell products, products, you can do, you know, people do the buy one, get one free or supersize it with fries or things like that. How can you put one more thing in the basket? 
Right. And I was doing that, but I just called them bonuses. So instead of giving seven bonuses, I can give four or five and then have two VIP options. All right. Exactly. My head ex is exploding all over my desk here. All right. <laughs> like, oh, he's leaving money on the table. And I, it's so funny because what I, there's so many things that I transfer, like, you know, I'll see something that Amazon does. Like I would tell my clients, I talked to them about staying in communication with years ago. I started, if I had, uh, let's see, you were a new client. We send out videos over a drip campaign. And I was doing this long before anybody else. Cause I, what I was experiencing was I remember back in the day, this sounds like 200 years ago, kids, but you know, 10, 12 years ago, I was buying a book and then Amazon would say, okay, the book's on the way and the book's this and the book's that. And I realized they're keeping me really emotionally engaged over a $20 book. So I thought when people were paying for my services and paying more, I should keep them engaged. If they're keeping me engaged for 20 bucks, I should do that. And so sometimes I can really see the transference and say, oh, I'm transferring this to this and it's the same concept. And I'm all proud of Chris and look at me. I think I'm special for a moment. And then other times you look at something that's so like minute and you're like, I, the old, as old as time, we all know that upselling, you know, with the fries and we do know the VIP option, which is getting ridiculous when you tr travel, when we're back to travel, you're in a plane and I'm always waiting for them to say, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am, you didn't buy oxygen with this seat, so you won't get any, <laughs> but that's the VIP option, right? So there's all these craziness that they're, they're now adding like, oh, if you want two very expensive peanuts, that's the VIP option, right? So, okay, awesome. So that is a really good tip. All right, let's Amazon move forward. Amazon all the time. If you ever look, Amazon's a great example. If you ever buy something, they always show you that people bought this plus this equals that, right? Yeah. They're always showing you yeah. that upsell. Even they're not pushing yeah. it on you. They're just saying yeah. somebody bought this cartridge for the printer. Well, they also bought paper at the same time. Right. And so they're putting things in your mind to think about those options. So it works for products and services about how can you, because people like to be VIPs. They like to feel like they're getting a deal, right? Yeah. So even with services, you can do that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. Okay. Let's continue, Heather. Can, let's continue this enlightening game of where I'm leaving money on the table. <laughs> or the opportunities to make more money next time. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> On the more positive side of that. Yes. One. Yes. Thank you. Okay. So then we go to frequency. Frequency is really just getting people to buy more often. So if you're, and, and I mean, a mastermind is a great example. So often when we do masterminds or, or it's a continuing masterclass, you're asking people to buy every month, right? So sometimes yeah. you're asking them to buy more frequently. Or how do you go back to your existing customers and give them an offer so they buy more frequently? So okay. thinking it's that it's that 80-20 rule too. You know, 80% of your income can come from 20% of your customers. So really frequency is if your customers buy from you every six months, let's say as an example, how can you get them to buy from you every five months? Or get, you know, bring them in. What can you do? And a lot of people lose focus. I've seen it often in the service industry where, you know, we put out a program and somebody signs up for a two-month program, what do you offer them next? What's that frequency of buying? So how do you get them to buy more frequently from you? Mm -hmm. right? and, and one of my things, though, is when I'm working with coaching clients, uh, group coaching or one-on-one, -on -one, I'm just such a proponent of like there's no add-ons. I give a lot. There's a lot of value in there. So then, you know, there is no add-on during that. And then I guess 
they get so much bang for their buck that when they graduate from working with us, it's, it's a little while before, you know, they're ready to jump back into it. But I guess after they graduate, I could have, you know, little products or services to continue. Okay. Do you have a point, right? I have a client who's a website designer. So what she sells is she sells a, um, a service package so that she can kind of do that check-in with them once a month to make sure that their website's working. There's no issues. Um, she offers a six month review because websites change. So how can you do, mm. you know, I mean, I've had one-on-one clients that really after they've gone off on their own, they kind of go off track, right? <laughs> so how do you bring them back on track? So really yeah. that's ret- retention and frequency are similar in the sense that retention is how do you keep them coming back? Right. Um, and frequency is how do you get them to come more often? Um, so, you know, using coffee industry, how do they get you to come back and, and retain you? They'll give you a free coffee when you buy X amount of coffee. So it's another example of retention and frequency. You're going to come back. If you have a coffee card to fill out in the old days where they stamped it, mm-hmm. now they don't stamp it. It made you come back more, right? McDonald's yeah. is a great expert of that where they have a little, um, you know, on the cup, you have a thing that you can tear off and you put yeah. stickers on it, right? Yeah. That's all about re- re- retention and frequency. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Awesome. All right. And so do you feel they go hand in hand retention and uh, frequency? I think they can, they're slightly different mindset, but they do go hand in hand. To me, they're about maintaining your existing customers, right? It's about addressing your existing customers. And so there there is a different flavor to them because one is offering them more because you could retain a customer for three or four years using your example as one-on-one coaches, you could retain them for three or four years but maybe they only buy once a year. Well, how can you get them to buy once every eight months? How can you pull pull them in and buy more frequently? That's what frequency is about, is how can you get them to buy more often? And then retention is how long can you keep them as a client? Yeah, I think for for me, I get my brain gets stuck on that. Whereas if you're a coaching client, you're paying monthly. So there is a retention. So like, let's say we hope you stay with us for a year or two or whatever, then I don't see anywhere in there where I could add on something because they're already paying me monthly fee. And you don't, so you don't necessarily need that frequency, right? In right. That, okay. It's, it's not uh, all of your products and services. You want to look at these and say, does this okay. make sense for me? Right. But on your, okay. on your, um, you know, I know I've had one-on-one coaching clients who then let's say I'm releasing a small training program they may still buy that because it fits into what they're doing or it could be thrown in. It just depends how you package things up. Right. Right. I think what's happening is we're going back to the beginning where I get structure is a beautiful thing when it doesn't limit you. So what's happening is I'm seeing these seven things. And then I'm like you said, in the beginning, I'm weighting them equally and saying, Oh, it must go through all these things. Here's my one thing. It must go through all these seven steps, these seven key accelerators, but it may not be a good fit. These are seven components that will allow me to bring in, you know, more revenue and grow my business. But one step, you know, traffic maybe where I put 20% and then, you know, adding items maybe where I put 5%, right? Okay. So don't get stuck in the, in the process of it. Don't get, but if you're not like, generally speaking, most people aren't thinking about any of these steps in a whole right. pattern, right? So if you spend down and you just think about each one and say, well, okay, retention, I'm got, I know how I'm going to retain my clients, but what's your retention strategy once one of your, your six month or year long client ends, what can you offer them in a maintenance type? I'm not sure that's the right word, but an ongoing support 
what can you offer them? So that would be focused on that retention component. You're already doing frequency because you're working with them for X amount of time. So that's not something you're going to focus on your one-on-one, -on -one, but it might be something that you focus another offer on. If somebody offers like a um, training program, they do like a six-week training program, six-week course, mm, mm, then yeah. what can you do about frequency? So I know someone who does this brilliantly. She has over the years, she has like six offers and she continually promotes the next offer in the offer that she's already doing, right? So she's focused on this retention, on this frequency, getting them to mm. buy all of her logically incrementing offers. Okay. Fabulous. And what she does to put more things in the cart is she offers at the very beginning of her year sequence, she offers them to buy all of them at the price uh, of the ticket item. Yeah. So that's putting more things in the cart and getting right. people to buy her biggest ticket item early on. But each time she offers it with bonuses and things like that. That's just an example of thinking it through of what your frequency is. But if you're offering one-on-one -on -one services, you're still thinking of frequency, right? Because you're either, you know, most packages are either three, six, 12 months paid monthly typically, or they're paying up front and getting a discount. But you're still addressing that frequency in the way that you packaged it. It's almost like when you think you look in the cupboard and you think I don't have anything to eat or I've got no groceries tonight. Like, ah, what am I going to have for dinner? And then all of a sudden you realize, huh, you know what? I normally make this with that tomato, but I don't have, you know, some of the ingredients. So now oh, I'm going to have fried, you know, I'm going to fried tomato sandwich instead of having a BLT or whatever. So it's really just taking a look at what you have and dicing and slicing it to get different options out of it. Right. And if and by tweaking each one of these, you will increase yeah. your income. And that's really the whole purpose of focusing down on them. Yeah. If you, you don't need to tweak them all 50%, you just need to tweak each one. And often yeah. people end up on the, I need to get more clients in here. Well, how do you get more clients? You tweak each single one of these is going to increase mm -hmm. your revenue. Right. And that's, it doesn't need to be complex numbers here. It's just really thinking about how do I influence each one of these? How do I get more I, conversions? You know, I think how do I get more leads? I think it's terribly profound because I do think, like I said, in the beginning, we just clump these into two or three baskets. If you're lucky, if you're lucky, you go traffic leads, conversions. That's, you know, we've all heard that traffic leads, conversions. And so then you think you're right. Nobody stops to slow down to do real math. I don't. And they think I got to double them all, which is, you know, all you do is walk away feeling bad when you don't, because no matter how good your business is, if you can't, you just no business just constantly doubles and doubles and doubles, right? Like not even Amazon, right? So, <laughs> So, so then you get lost in it. All right. So this awesome. So we've got a couple minutes left. You know, you've given us a lot to think about. I, you've changed my whole perspective on, on, on the new, new minutiae of all this stuff. What is some other stuff that you think are big, you know, big bells that we're just not paying attention to? Um, I think we're not paying attention to making it simple in the mm. same way that we're talking about it. So it's not adding complexity here. And, right. you know, I don't advocate, I actually advocate making things more simple, but to really think about each one of these. And the other thing, an important one is to recognize that leads come from different sources or different types of leads. And that's one thing a lot of people don't like a social media like is not the same as somebody who commits to downloading your freebie and giving you your email or mm -hmm. a referral. A referral is a huge strong lead because somebody's already engaged. So it's important to differentiate those a bit so that you, when you're building this, you're putting your focus on the ones that are going to give you the biggest return first, right? right? Not the ones that are going to give you a tiny little bit of return. I see a lot of people, I call it spinning in the no like, and trust factor. 
they're being told to be out on social media, they're being told to do this, they're getting out there and they're building no like and trust, but they have no action or system to move them to that conversion call. Right. So, the vanity metrics. We it's very easy to get seduced into that. Like that's great, but doesn't matter how many people like me, you can't buy groceries with that. Exactly. Right. And it's time consuming to create those yeah. vanity metrics. And then you get frustrated because you're not getting the things. So when you make sure you're focused on all these, it really helps you home into what you need to do for your business. Well, Heather, you have been fantastic. We have really enjoyed this. It's given me a lot to think of. So this has been amazing. Where can people learn more of your brilliance? They can find me on my website, www.igniteyourmarket.com. Um, Facebook, Instagram is Heather Cameron Coach. And on Facebook, and I have a Facebook group for women entrepreneurs, but I do have a Facebook group as well. Okay, fabulous. All right. Thank you so much. And everyone else will see you in the next episode. Thank you. Hey guys, don't miss out. Hop on over to free gift from chris.com. That's free gift G I F T from Chris K R I S.com. We are constantly putting goodies in there just for you guys so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it.